Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For voters in some St. Louis suburbs, the 2020 ballot just potentially got a lot more interesting. State Senator Jill Shoup announced that she will challenge Congresswoman Ann Wagner. Wagner is the Republican who currently represents the 2nd District in Washington, D.C. That covers most of St. Louis County, part of St. Charles County, and even a bit of Jefferson County. The district favors Republicans, but Shoup is expected to mount a formidable challenge. Here's what Shoup told St. Louis Public Radio reporter Jason Rosenbaum about her reasons for entering the race. I just could not let Ann Wagner's votes and behavior go unchecked, and I could not sit on the sidelines anymore. And that's why I've decided to get into the race, and I'm in it full, 100%, ready to go, and ready to go and work on the half, behalf of the people uh, in the 2nd Congressional District. That's State Senator Jill Shoup, who is taking on Congresswoman Ann Wagner. Within just one day of her announcement that she was running, Shoup said she raised $230,000. So joining us today to talk about all of this is Jason Rosenbaum. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So Jason, what about Jill Shoup has Democrats so excited? I think that the reason Democrats are excited is this is a candidate with a track record of raising a lot of money in 2004. 14, she ran against Republican Jay Ashcroft in, in a race that I think combined the two candidates spent literally millions of dollars against each other. So, And she won. And Jay Ashcroft is now Secretary of State. So that wasn't a pushover candidate. And as you just mentioned, this is a candidate that is going to be able to raise the amount of money that will attract the necessary third-party political groups that are so vital for challengers like Shoup. I, I, I said this before. I wish this wasn't the case. But if you're running for Congress against an incumbent and you don't have the support of a group like the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, you're not going to win. You're going to lose. I'd love to say to our listeners, anybody can run for Congress and win, but it's just not the case. And the fact that somebody of Shoup's caliber is entering means she's going to get that third party support in a district that's become more Democratic and against a very tough opponent. It's a, it's very exciting for political reporters like me. Now, Ann Wagner was a big Democratic Party target last cycle, too. Here's what she told you about that earlier this year. But I also think they come after me because I'm effective and I get things done, not just legislatively and policy-wise, but also from a communication standpoint. But I wear it like a badge of honor. You know, I'm, I'm here to get things done, and we work hard. We don't ever let any grass grow under our feet. That's Congresswoman Ann Wagner, who is now facing another challenger. How close did they come in 2018? I believe with Court Van Osteren, the Democratic contender, came within about 15,000 votes. And that surprised a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Court Van Osteren was not a known entity. He'd never run for office before. And he ran a very, very good campaign and raised a lot of money for a challenger in this district, which has been Republican for a long time. But he didn't have that third party support that I talked about. And that money went to places like the 12th district in Illinois, which might have well been set on fire because Mike Bost, I think, is unbeatable in that current configuration. So, I, I mean, the fact that the race was so close without that aforementioned and important support, I think, provided a lot of Democrats with some enthusiasm that it could be a winnable seat with a candidate like Shoup. Why do you think the third party groups didn't come out for Court Van Osteren, her previous opponent? Um, there are a lot of reasons. There could have been other races that the the DCCC wanted to focus on. Um, the, the district was drawn to be a Republican district and still has Republican pockets. 
unlike other suburbs throughout the country, there are suburbs in the St. Louis area, namely Jefferson and St. Charles County, which are still very, very Republican and actually have been energized by President Donald Trump. But I think that the difference, especially over the last couple of years, is parts of St. Louis County, where most of the population has been, has become more Democratic as white suburban voters become more alienated with the president. And do we have any indication that that's something that's being felt in areas included in this district? I think that there was an indication when Trish Gunby defeated Leanne Pittman in the 99th district race, which is within the second congressional, or congressional district. And that just happened. That to happen, uh, I don't know exactly when it happened. Time moves so fast here at St. Louis Public Radio, but it happened a few weeks ago. And this was a um, state house district. Yes. Um, but there's some overlap with the people who will be in this con- congressional district. Yes. Okay. And so by a Democrat winning that, that is a very good sign for Jill Shue. I think that, that a lot of people have cited that race for sure, because that was terrain that has been in Republican hands for many, many years, even though it has been trending Democratic in the last couple of election cycles. I will just caution Democrats who are understandably excited about Shoup that this is not going to be a slam dunk. Not only is the configuration of the district challenging, even for a really good candidate like Shoup, but we we have to keep in mind that Ann Wagner is going to raise a lot of money. She is a tenacious campaigner with experience on a local, state, and federal level of the Republican Party. I've seen her in action rev up ground troops. She can be a very inspiring force on the campaign trail, which is why a lot of other politicians often gravitate toward her because she is a very astute strategist. And I would imagine in, in her mind, she she may not actually be that upset about this because she's going to be running against somebody with a defined voting record that she could potentially uh, she could potentially point to some potentially unflattering votes. Then again, Ann Wagner is a congresswoman, so Shoup can do the exact same thing. They're both going to have a lot to run on as poking at each other's records. What do you see as the biggest vulnerability for Wagner here? I think that Trump is her biggest vulnerability, but potentially her biggest asset. And that's what makes it so challenging. How does she run with that and then also run away from it? Because there are parts of the district where being against the president will be popular. You know, parts of uh, maybe mid-county and maybe even parts of West County that, that were in the 99th district. But there are other parts where if you say that you don't like Trump, it could be a death now. Like in Jeffco, the president is wildly popular. In parts of St. Charles, he's wildly popular. So that's also a balancing act for Shoup, because a lot of other congressional challengers have run against President Trump and have made President Trump the centerpiece. And although I expect that to be part of her campaign, I don't know if it can be her entire campaign, because she also needs to get some more conservative-ish voters on her side if the math is going to work. So the way you see this, Jill Shoup won't be able to just come in guns blazing against Trump and count on that sweeping her into office. I don't think so. It could be an element of her campaign, especially if the president's popularity continues to go down throughout the second congressional district in the state. Uh, I do think, though, that going against the president will energize the Democratic voters that are in the second congressional district and the new Democratic voters that have become disenchanted with Republicans because of the president. It's a very fine line for both candidates. But I I have to imagine, because the president is going to probably be impeached in the next few months, sorry if I'm spoiling anything, but the votes are there to impeach, but probably not to remove, it's going to have to be the predominant issue in any congressional race. Like, you can't really avoid it. 
And Wagner has been criticized in the past for being somewhat out of touch with local issues, that she's more focused on D.C., that she hasn't really held many town halls. She's not necessarily present in events that are open to just Joe Public. Do you think that'll be an issue at all? You know, that's been an issue in several campaigns, but it hasn't been enough to really gain traction. She would say she has been present in the second congressional district, that she goes to a lot of events, whether it be Republican events or just ordinary community ones. She, I, I think, you know, there's a difference between being completely absent and holding formal town halls. And that's always been a way primarily for Democrats to poke Republicans for not being present. But I, I, that's what usually what her response is when she's asked about that. And what has been um, the Republican response to Jill Shoup's entry into this race? Well, when I asked uh, Wagner's campaign for a response, uh, first of all, they said like they weren't going to respond this early in the campaign season until the Democratic primary was over. They also sent me a clip of an interview that Shoup did on my show, Politically Speaking, where she swore off a congressional campaign when she was making a statement that somebody was about to announce, and then when that person announced, she would not run. That person never announced. It was rumored to be Becky Morgan, the head of Moms Demand Action. And it was predicated that that person would announce and Shoup wouldn't run. So that what, didn't what happen. kind of point were they trying to make, just that she's not that excited about this job? Well, I think that they were trying to make the point that she had sworn off the race under a certain scenario. But the scenario hasn't come to fruition. But the, the scenario didn't come to fruition. People change their minds all the time about running for things. This is not an easy decision for her to make. I mean, I know she's cognizant of the fact that this is going to be a really tough race where she, her entire career and life is going to be in the spotlight. There's going to be really nasty television ads potentially focusing on her record and her public image and, and vice versa. I don't think you jump into that race just kind of on a lark. You have to really make a conscious decision about whether you want to do that. And there are Republicans who have been the same way. Like, I, I don't really think that that's there's really a partisan difference. Like some people have genuine indecision about whether they want to run for something. Do I think that that's going to be an issue in this race? Probably not. I just think that people, it's too insular for people to really make a decision on. It'll be more about the issues and what the candidates stand for. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Jason Rosenbaum, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.